0: Back Monday here on tonight's episode of The Stoop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Stoop. My name is Jonathan Raggis and I am your host, as always, next to me, my co-host. Well, he's not next to me. He's actually south of me right now, the shark himself, Jeff Perini. What's going on, brother?
1: Hey, it John? Just to clarify to everybody, by south of him, he means I am in Florida, not south of him physically.
0: That is true. No. At, least, at least not this week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, this week. I'm down here in uh, sunny Florida enjoying a great time. Great to be here again. Another Monday. Always exciting.
0: Lucky, lucky man. We were going to be joined tonight by Lorraine Lewis of Femme but unfortunately for us, unfortunately for our listeners, it didn't work out quite that way. She had some other things, more important, unfortunately, to do. Um, so we hope to reconnect with Lorraine in the future and have them on so we can talk to her about our music career. More important. So we're,
1: than that. More yeah, important we're enough. really
0: looking forward to that, and uh, didn't get to work out, Jeff. So.
1: Yeah, more important like, than us, I find it hard to believe.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, like Curtis Blow says, <laughs> these are the breaks, man, and that unfortunately happens when you're running a podcast. You get some, uh, you know, you get, you get a string of great guests, and uh, you know, unfortunately, with these uh, guests, you get bigger and bigger names, and they start to do bigger and bigger things. Fenfital is back, they're doing bigger things. And uh, you know, when something big happens, unfortunately we have to take the back seat, which we know that happens from time to time, so um we wish uh Lorraine and Fenfital nothing but the best. Hopefully we can get them on with us in the future. But for tonight, it's a kickback Monday type of show. We're gonna talk about lots of things tonight. But before we do that, we're gonna run a little contest here. We do this thing called Beat the Shark. During the football season, we get Athletes, actors, actresses, musicians, models, and what they do is they go up against our very own Jeff Perini, known as the Shark, in an NFL-style pick'em tournament, and uh, it's it's some fun times here. But we're gonna go into a different route here. So Jeff, this is your moment to shine, man. Why don't you let everybody know about the new contest and how they can join up?
1: All right, pretty simple. We're gonna run a uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, contest, if you will. Everybody knows the tournament starts Thursday, officially. Uh, So basically what we want is your final four. Give us your final four, who you like. Uh, Also give us the uh, total points in the championship game as a tiebreaker. Send them to um, our Facebook page. Uh, Send a message or you can even call them in tonight. We'd love to hear it. And uh, if you could beat me, we'll get you a couple of things. My Stoop t-shirt, which is on the way, and we'll get you a 25-hour gift card and uh, just a little something. We want the uh, fans out there listening to join in. Everybody says, hey, now how can I be part of your show? This is it. Pick four teams that are going to go to the finals and uh, stop being a lazy ass and uh, let's see what you got.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can call us in tonight, 646-668-8150. If you just want to talk to us, you have a question, you want to shoot the crap with us or uh, you want to uh, talk some Beat the Shark NCAA 20. Once again, uh, the prize is a $25 gift card and a Stoop t shirt once that happens. Uh, details for the game. You either go on our Facebook page and like it, slash Stoop Radio, go on to Twitter and follow us at the Stoop Radio 1. And then you message us your pick for the final four. And like Jeff said, as well as the amount of points in the championship game, we will message the winner after the championship game and announce it live on the air. The shark
1: is We're back, gonna, man. The shark is back. We're going to dedicate some, uh, some air time to you, too. I mean, I will kiss your ass right here on this show if you beat me. Let's yes, the last time lift. we
0: did BTS, <laughs> who beat you? I know we were Angel. playing with the Angel, right? Angel Chiller, uh, Angel. formerly of the oh, uh, Lingerie yeah. Football League, now the Legends Football League. Uh, she was with, uh, oh, man, what, what what team was she with? Was she with the Green Bay team?
1: Yeah, the Green Bay team, yeah.
0: Yes, she was with the Green Bay team, and she she, she smacked you around in that season, man.
1: And uh, she was proud of it, and she let everybody know it. And uh, I caught quite a licking. She was the only one to beat me. and finished second. Uh, so I guess that's officially a beat of the short.
0: Yeah, that was a good season. We had a lot of big, big names from the LFL. Uh, Angel Chiller, we had Jamie Jacobson, we had Heather Fur, we had so many big people, um, big, you know, just amazing ladies from the LFL. That was that was a good season. That's the last time we played BTS. Unfortunately, um, we were doing an old web based Now we're bringing it to the radio. And once the Stoop Radio web page is built, we're gonna get that going on the website as well so we can play it all year long, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, maybe even a little bit of MLB. Right now we're doing the NCAA twenty. So uh the shark, Jeff, you're gonna be real busy, man, real soon.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh I did get and this is not my pick, so everybody knows, but I did get one Final Four contestant earlier. It's uh my man CJ, so I gotta give him his props. He went with uh, just to show help people how easy it is. Uh North Carolina, Michigan State Oklahoma, Maryland, uh, he's got uh North Carolina winning it all. I did not get his points yet, Yeah, i have to make sure oh, I really?
0: get those have it, but yeah,
1: I'll get him. Sure. He'll get me those points, but uh, that's when everybody see how easy it is. Just pick four teams you think are going to advance and uh, get to embarrass me on the air if you win.
0: It'll, it'll, it'll start trickling in. <laughs> People will start doing it little by little. Uh, that's usually what happens here when we run contests. Uh, but like I said, okay. you know what? Send it over to us on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Stoop Radio. Follow, or and please like it as well. That's a big part of the uh, contest. Or follow yeah. us on Twitter and send it there at the Stoop Radio one on Twitter. Um, once again, real quick message us your pick for the final four, um, as well as the amount of points in the championship game. It's going to be some good stuff.
1: So uh, tonight we're
0: going to go with the, uh, a top five list of our guilty pleasure artists. Something we've I'm been lo- looking forward to here is uh you know, it's 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 not necessarily something that you we're embarrassed about, but it's just you know, I'm a metalhead, love my classic rock, but I listen to artists on the outside of that and I listen to them a lot. So we're gonna do that tonight, and Jeff, we're gonna start it off with you, man. What's your top five guilty artists?
1: Dynamite. Now, uh the disclaimer is these these aren't bad artists. We're not saying these these are bad artists, they're they're terrific artists. But uh same here, metalhead, rockhead, classic rock, so um, stuff you would expect to crank out of my um, music list will come out, and people will giggle, but I'm not, a, not ashamed to say it. I'm not ashamed to start with number five, and that's Spandau Ballet, um, big '80s <laughs> band, and uh, you know what I mean, big '80s band that has uh, made a little bit of a comeback. And um, so, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, there's a little crowd behind. We got a little barbecue going on out there, so. Uh, it's great stuff, in case anybody's wondering what's going on. I'm not getting murdered for having a little Southpac barbecue, Florida stuff. Oh, no, no, a yeah, everybody just heard me, Spandau Ballet. There. What's that? It's a little domestic violence case going on over there.
0: We need to call the cops. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Uh, and I'm, I said Spandau Ballet, and I'm still in a house, so I think I'm lucky. Uh, number, four, <laughs> number four is Culture Club. That's right, Boy George and Culture Club. Everybody likes him. I don't care what anybody says. It's a guilty pleasure, but everybody hums their songs and stomps their feet to uh, Billy George and the Gang. You know, it's it was in the eighties. It was great stuff. Um, number three, and I brought this up a couple weeks ago with uh, Jennifer Gottlieb, and uh, she gave me a thumbs up. So I'm proud to say now. Number three is Michael Bublé. Um, you know, hey, there's a guy that could sing. Uh, it's not the uh, manliest thing, but he could sing, and it, it's it's all my music collection. Uh, songs come up and. Yeah, it's manly. (laughs) Number two is, uh, somebody who's actually amazing, and a lot of people hear this and tell me that it's not a big deal, but uh, Nora Jones. um, Nora Jones, for me, is a fantastic artist. I love her stuff. And, uh, you know, if i got to chill out and just lay out and relax and uh, something to calm me down, it's definitely her stuff. And uh, number one, John, this is it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to shut up the microphone and unplug. What's that? No, 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 no. (laughs) Even much worse, it is the Spice Girls. Really? Yes, it is. It really is. It is something about something about some of their songs are so quirky and poppy. But you know what? You're out somewhere at a at a bar, and it comes on, and all the girls scream, and all the guys giggle. But then all the guys start to sing it in their beer bottles. Everybody's singing the lyrics. Let's face it, the three of those five girls were pretty hot. So you know why not? You know who? You know I like hearing hot girls sing and. Some of her songs are ridiculously catchy, so that is my number one. Um, Like I said, I'm going to unplug now and get the hell out of here.
0: Look (laughs) at that, the Spice Girls. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Unbelievable. The Spice Girls, wow.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, wow. Yeah. All
0: right. Um, I just said
1: that in front of billions of listeners.
0: (laughs) I I wasn't expecting that. I I love the Nora Jones pick. I love Spando Ballet. I love Culture Club. Michael Bublé, you know, he's cool. I like them, but Nora Jones, I, I like that pick. I, I I think that's that's a great pick for number two. Um, my top five, it's 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 a little bit more uh, high end. Um, being the metalhead that I am, um, it, it, it'll really um, shock a lot of the people that kind of know me but don't know that I listen to them outside of you know Anthrax and and Megadeth and Killer Be Killed and. And and Mud and all the classic rock like the Scorpions and all of that kind of stuff. So number five, DMX. Something about DMX that okay. just gets me going. I put it on and it's one of those things where not all of the songs, but a, a vast majority of them just gets me pumped. It gets me going. I, I just, you know, have something there's something about DMX. I, I don't know what it is. Number four, I'm gonna go a little bit disco with the Bee Gees. Love the Bee Gees. Wow, yeah. One of my things is just kick back to um, the slower stuff to relax to and the more, you know, the Saturday Night that fever type of stuff, man. I get dancing, man, and, you know, get grooving, get my paint buckets, walk down the street. It's good stuff. Um, put on
1: your white leisure suit.
0: Oh, I yeah, am, man. Butterfly collar and all, <laughs> just rocking out. Uh, Number three, you know, everybody listens to him, but, you know, something that I always go to, Michael Jackson. And I'm not talking about, uh, you know, the newer Michael Jackson stuff. I'm talking about the 70s into the 80s Michael Jackson. Uh, Nothing better than Billie Jean. Uh, Nothing better than I'm going to rock with you, you know, getting back to a little bit of the Jackson 5 stuff. Something about Michael Jackson. Um, Number two, big, big fan of him, have always been a big fan of him. He's still around. God bless his soul. I really hope to get to see him before he's no longer of this earth. And that's my man, Tony Bennett. Big fan of Tony Bennett. Absolutely love the guy. He's one of the nicest guys. I've, I've talked to people that have met him. They said he is just, he's just really just the sweetest man, but his music is still kick ass to this day. He's the last crooner that we have left in this world. I hope I get to see him one day. And number one, One of my favorite, favorite, favorite groups of all time. I have CDs. I have the movie. I have songs everywhere. MP3, various CDs just scattered all over my house, in the car, whatever. And that is, we're going to go Motown right now, The Temptations. Nothing better than The Temptations. That's my guilty pleasure is The Temptations. Was just listening to them as I was prepping for this show tonight. Nothing better than the Temptations, man. It's it, you can go through every single song that the Temptations have done, and every single one of them are freaking phenomenal, man. And that's my good list. Yeah, I mean we had, we had some good uh, lists here, so uh, let's just do a recap real quick for uh, Jeff's top five. Number five, Spando Ballet. Number four, Culture Club. Number three, Michael Bublé. Number two, Nora Jones, which <laughs> I love, and number one, The Spice Girls for our very yep. own Jeff Carini. Um, <laughs> mine, number five, DMX. Four BGS, three, the great Michael Jackson, two, the living legend himself, Tony Bennett, not Larry Zabisco, and number one, The Temptations, <laughs> the greatest Motown act of all time. Good stuff.
1: Saw them, saw them live, uh, them and uh, saw the Four Tops live. Uh, oh, what did you say? Uh, the Four
0: Tops Temptations oh. battle?
1: Yeah, it's you know, that's too bad. So identical, but that just such great stuff. No, it's it's, it's, do that one it's night not. Here.
0: It's really not. If you go back to the Motown days with the original Temptations, unfortunately, all of them but one is gone. Jimmy, yeah. uh, excuse me, David Ruffin, um, you know Eddie Kendricks, uh, all of those guys. If you saw that lineup with the original Four Tops, pretty opposite of each other. I know now when they do the newer stuff. I know they get together and they both sing four top songs and they both sing temptation songs. They battle it out. But if you go back to when it first started at the uh, Motown anniversary in the '80s, it was it was some amazing stuff. Uh, it's it's just a damn 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 shame that uh, you know some of the original, well, all of the original members but one are now gone because man, those temptations were, were just absolutely phenomenal. Otis Williams is the only one around. Um, I'm trying to think um, Melvin Franklin, Eddie Kendricks, Paul Williams, David Ruffin, every single one of them gone, especially a lot, a lot of the, um, the ones that came in as they were leaving and as they were dying. I know Dennis Edwards is still alive. Um, I believe Ricky Owens is still alive, but I'm not sure. But anyway, i uh, just getting off, you know, battle there, but it's uh, completely the opposite. But man, I would love to see. I know, I believe the newer Temptations with Otis Williams are going to be doing a battle with the Four Tops at, I want to say the Sands in Bethlehem next month. But I think it might be what's the other casino not that far from the Sands? Can't remember.
1: Dolly Forge. Um, uh, not it's Dollar Forge Forge. Oh, John Blanks, Sands, Bethlehem, uh, Valley Forge, Harris Chester, Hollywood Casino. Uh... Showing my gambling prowess here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's gonna that's gonna kill me now. I mean, I can't remember. It, it, it might have happened already. I think it did happen because I'm looking at uh their stuff right now, and uh I don't see it on here. But uh yeah, it was it was around here somewhere. It wasn't it it wasn't the Sands um really can't remember it all right now but i was really looking forward to trying to get there to go and unfortunately that's not going to happen so all right anyway let me throw out the uh, colon number again right now for our guest it's 646-668-8150 if you want to call in and uh just uh in on a discussion Uh, we have lots of things we're going to talk about right now between jeff and myself uh, so if you want to call in and give us your opinion or if you want to call in and ask a question or call in and give us your uh, Final Four pick and your name, uh, we'll take that down as well. Um, a few things happened today. First off, President Obama came out today and he compared Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors to the legend himself, Michael Jordan. He called Steph Curry the greatest shooter he has ever seen, and he's having more fun watching him than Michael Jordan. Um huh. This really made me think a little bit. Um, Back when we were doing 24-7 sports, I wrote an article uh, called NBA 90s versus NBA Today. To me, the NBA 80s and 90s was some of the toughest defense I've ever seen in the National Basketball Association. And you had players that had to play up to that. When I look at players today, a LeBron James, even a Steph Curry, Um, Not even just from a shooting standpoint, but getting into the lane point. If they were playing in the early 90s in the NBA, you had guys like Dennis Rodman, Charles Oakley, Bill Lambeer, Xavier McDaniels, Charles Barkley, etc., etc., etc. They would have thrown elbows, actually stayed in the lane, and they would have sent these weaker players of today 15 feet up into the stands. Now, don't get me wrong. Steph Curry is a phenomenal shooter, and I think he's great. But there's a lot of times where he's shooting these things from so far out. There's nobody playing defense. Is Steph Curry great? Today he's great. Could he have been great 20 years ago, 25 years ago? I really do not think so. Um, Especially this, this coming from Obama, who's supposed to be a big Chicago Bulls fan. So you're having more fun watching a player from an opposing team play And watching Jordan, who won six championships with the Chicago Bulls, a team that you're supposed to be a fan of, and it's supposed to be your hometown team, it's kind of weird. What do you think about it?
1: Well, honestly, Steph Curry would have been a very good player uh, back in the the 80s and 90s because he would be that shooter. Uh, I don't know if he would be the superstar he is right now. Um, Well, because back 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 in the 90s,
0: he's a point guard. He's, He's not a shooting guard. Right.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he's still going to be able to to get those points and he's still going to be able to to get those shots. and He's going to get those looks. Um, He's not bigger than the game back then. He is now. Uh, But then again, you you look up and down, and I'm not as big an NBA guy as you are. I do follow NBA and I do watch. Mm
0: -hmm. When we look
1: at the names outside of the Chris Pauls and the Durants and and guys like that who are all great players, you know, Curry's got a, a way to stand on his own. Now, when you talk about Jordan standing on top, he's standing on top of guys like Bird, and magic and and guys like that. So decide, you know, you can't compare Jordan. In my opinion, is the greatest ever. Case closed.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. It, it was just weird, weird comments. I, I to me, I see Steph Curry being in the NBA nineties. I don't see him being a prominent player that he, that he is today. He would be running point. He would be playing against guys that were far more superior defensively at the point guard position than they are today. And in the sure. 90s, the point guards were more pass-first before they even shot. Not many of them were shooting. You had a few like Tim Tim Hardaway that would take some shots, etc. But they always went pass-first. The assist was more important to a point guard than the score was. Same thing like today. The center position is really just gone. It, it's diminished. You don't Hell, yeah. have typical center you got centers carl anthony towns you got all these guys shooting three pointers now it's it's just absolutely insane um am i having fun watching steph Steph curry play absolutely the guy's a phenomenal player today it's just weird to make that comment and compare him with michael jordan from a fan of the chicago bulls who watched michael jordan his whole career so it, it just it just kind of blew my mind um you know i'm i'm a big nba guy I've had talks with our good friend and uh former NBA champion, played with the Houston Rockets and played with pretty much every other team in the NBA, Chucky Brown. We've talked about it. Chucky. Uh, he agreed with me. I've talked to other NBA players about it. Um, you know, Dave agreed as well, but then also you know, but then as well, they played in the nineties against these tough defensive teams. So uh sure. you know, I'm sure every everyone in them are partial to being a part of probably the best NBA Um, that's been around in the last 40 years was that late 80s to mid-90s NBA was just... It it was just every team was phenomenal. I I mean, that's just the way it goes. I mean, even the Clippers, who were at their low end, they were playing some competitive ball in the early 90s. I know a lot of people probably won't agree, but if you go back to it and you look at it now, those Clippers teams that were supposedly really bad, defensively, they would stack up against a lot of these teams today. So... It was just uh, just an interesting point I wanted to bring up and get your point on it with uh, what President Obama said. So yeah, so it was hard to get in the
1: playoffs. I mean, yeah, I mean it was hard to get in the playoffs back then. I mean, you had winning teams. Uh, The 11th seed was a winning team, so you had to keep winning. I mean, there was no uh, there's no teams with uh, you know 15 games under 500 pushing for a playoff spot. That just didn't happen back then.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, to me, I, I I really felt disenchanted with the NBA in about 2004 up until about, I would say, 2010. And to me, I started watching it even uh, a little bit more. I felt like it was gradually getting better. I feel like it's getting a lot better now. I think there are a lot more competitive teams, but what I really don't like is this whole everybody has to have – the three-superstar trio, I hate that crap.
1: Yeah,
0: You know, I really, really hate it. It bugs the damn hell out of me. But it's funny if you look at teams like on the eastern side, the Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics, uh, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, the Indiana Pacers, and the Detroit Pistons, who are pushing for a playoff spot right now. They don't have that. The Cavs have it.
1: No.
0: Um. You know, pr- pretty much on the eastern side, they're the only ones that have it. On the western side, you look at it. The Warriors are absolutely phenomenal. I don't think they have a three-superstar trio. I think they have Steph Curry and a lot of great role players. The Spurs are just phenomenal. They've been phenomenal for years now. Um, the Thunder, eh, they kind of have it. I think Ibaka really started to, to surge off a little bit. Clippers, meh. Nah. Grizzlies, meh. Nah. But, you know, it's starting to break down a little bit where it looks like a lot of these guys want to start going and playing for different teams and being the big man there. So I, I really hope it goes back to that where you could see teams like the Lakers, like the Suns, um, you know, like the Pelicans, the Seventy Sixes, ers the Nets, even my Knicks. Hopefully they'll start competing even more again and, you know, start being staples in the playoffs like they were so many years ago. So. Let's talk a little bit of Football, man. Today, the Broncos are supposedly offering a fourth-round pick to the San Francisco 49ers for Colin Kaepernick. This after sending a seventh-round pick to your Philadelphia Eagles for Mark Sanchez. What do you think of that? Do you think Colin Kaepernick could be a good fit for the Denver Broncos?
1: Uh, as I said um, last week on the last show, I think anybody that's in the Denver uh, has an edge and a possible opportunity to do something big because they've got so much talent. Now, Kaepernick, I'm not going to throw the guy uh, away. I still think he's got a little something left. He's got the arm. He's got some mobility. Uh, It's his brain. His brain needs a little bit of work. and It's a different system. And uh, I think he could be successful. I think any quarterback, uh, Robert Griffiths, uh, obviously Fitzpatrick's out of the water because of the money. But uh, any of these guys hoping for a chance, hell, even Johnny Manziel I think has a chance with this offense. Great receivers, a good tight end. You know, they're going to get their running game together and that defense is still where it is. So uh, I give anybody a shot right now. They get a four, I mean, think get Kaepernick for a fourth rounder, that's a pretty great start in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't know. I don't see Colin Kaepernick playing Denver Broncos football. I just don't see it. They've always had slingers in there and I don't see Colin Kaepernick as a slinger. I see him more as a runner.
1: I don't see John Elway dealing with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, uh, that guy's to me, so much ego. Really, a lot of ego in Elway. And remember, he was giving Manning a little bit of a hard time through the press. And uh, I don't know if Kaepernick lasts there long. I think the guy gets one year, and if he doesn't doesn't win, they they let him go. Elway's become a little bit too involved with himself right now, and uh, past the team. He's trying to become bigger than the team as the GM. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I, I I pretty much the only person I could see that could could really fit with them from an actual quarterback standpoint, is somebody like a Phillip Rivers or even a Matthew Stafford. But, you know, they're not going anywhere. So it it really depends on, you know, who's available. Right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick is available, and we're going to talk about him in a second. Uh, But they don't want to give him the money that he's worth. But then when you look at a guy like Sam Bradford and the deal he got, Ryan Fitzpatrick is asking for sort of the same deal. I believe he should get it. So it's really crazy, but... We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Eric Weddle, the uh safety from the San uh San Diego Chargers, signed with the Baltimore Ravens today. Um now, do you think this is a good move for Weddle or do you think because he's I think he's either thirty one or thirty-two, do you think this is his last payday before he starts to decline?
1: Probably his last payday, and I was a little surprised at his choice. Um when he was being courted so heavily by Oakland, who uh seems to be making a nice turnaround that would also keep him in the Bay Area. I was surprised to see Baltimore, um, a team that used to be huge for defense now, is not much on defense. And,
0: Poor I mean, offense.
1: <laughs> or offense. Or offense, yeah. To me, the Ravens, I mean, I know I'll get slack for this, but uh, just not the move I would make as as a player. But, you know, a lot of these guys look for the dollar and cent, maybe a change from uh, West Coast to East Coast, I don't know. But uh, I was really banking on a uh, an Oakland Raiders or or something like that for them. This is a surprise. Really shocked when I saw this today.
0: Yeah, no, I was I was really shocked. I did not expect. I thought he would either resign with San Diego or he would go elsewhere. I didn't see him going to, to Baltimore. I really didn't. I saw him going to uh, maybe even a team like the Giants, to be honest. Um, but I just didn't see him going to Baltimore. That's pretty crazy. Uh, let's talk a little bit about my New York Jets right now, and yon and saga with their quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, Jets had RG3 in for two visits. They're supposedly real impressed with him, which is fine. I wouldn't mind them signing RG3 on a cheap. If they do, wave Geno Smith because you don't need both of them. I see RG3 as a, as a nice death backup. I see him as a better chance at actually playing and winning the game than Geno Smith is. But... Going to Ryan Fitzpatrick now, this is a guy who was a huge part of this offense last season. He clicked with Brandon Marshall. He clicked with Eric Decker. Um, You know, Brandon Marshall absolutely loves him, wants to see him return. Fitzpatrick wants to return, but for some reason the Jets just aren't ponying up the money. You see deals like the one Sam Bradford got. You see deals like the one Brock Osweiler got. Does Ryan Fitzpatrick deserve a comparable deal? I think so, Jeff.
1: Going off of last year, and um, yeah, I mean, was such a perfect fit for a guy, and he's been around. Uh, he had splashes of, of success in Buffalo, then he got a huge yes. contract and fell apart. Uh, then he became this journeyman backup, and all of a sudden, he got out there last year with a more simplified offense, nice mixture of run and pass, uh, two very talented wide receivers, and a you know a, they they kind of let him go. So you know, this is your offense, do it what you will, and it was very successful. Uh, I think the Jets are crazy not to bring this guy back. Uh, there is a little bit of unfinished business.
0: It's it's bothering me that they're not making a bigger deal about bringing him back. Why would you want to lose this guy when there's no other comparable person out there? And I hate to say it. Um, well, I, I really don't hate to say it because I like Ryan Fitzpatrick and I want him back. But this guy is really... A big piece of the heart and soul of this team right now. Um, you heard it from Brandon Marshall. You heard it from other players. Matt Forte in his press conference today being introduced as a New York Jet said the same thing. He hopes Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back. He hopes he's a big part of this. And now you got a good running back, a good receiving back in Matt Forte. That's another weapon for Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. It's just it's it's getting better and better for the New York Jets offensively you yeah. can't go with Geno Smith, and you can't no. go with Bryce Petty just yet. Bryce Petty, I'm, I'm glad they're sitting on him. I'm glad he's learning. I think he could be the future of this team. But you got to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Give him the money. Do a comparable deal like they did with Bradford. Offer him the one-year with a, with a mutual one-year guarantee after that, or excuse me, non-guarantee that could be picked up depending on how he plays this year. If he gets injured and he, or he's just terrible and declines terribly after this, then you don't pick up that extra year, but at least you have another year of a quarterback before you throw Bryce Petty in air and ruin his career in the same way the Jets ruined Mark Sanchez's career. That's how I feel.
1: Agreed. Yeah, and then the whole Geno Smith thing, I mean, if Fitzpatrick doesn't come back and they keeps Geno Smith, you want Bryce Petty learning the future of NFL quarterbacking from Geno Smith? No. You're right. from Geno Toretta.
0: <laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> you you gotta go with Fitzpatrick because not only is Fitzpatrick a good quarterback, he's a highly intelligent quarterback. He knows I'll what regret. he's doing. The guy's a Harvard graduate, man. You know. Yep. Let Bryce Petty take another year under Fitzpatrick, and who knows? Maybe if he declines, you still pick up his option, and you say okay guess what, we want you here, but we're going to use you as a spot backup. We really want you to stick here, stay here, and stay behind Bryce Petty for a third year and guide him during his first year of play. I think it would be absolutely brilliant. That's something that the Jets never did for Mark Sanchez. And if you look at Mark Sanchez's two first years with the Jets, he led them to two AFC championship games. And after that, what did they do? They took key players away from that team and threw Mark Sanchez back into the fire without those key players that he leaned on and it killed Mark Sanchez's career. And because of the Jets, Mark Sanchez gets a poor, poor, poor reputation now because they dis- they diminished his his play. So pisses me off and I hope that's not the same thing they do with Jeff uh with Bryce Petty.
1: Watching um watching Sanchez play in Philly the last couple of years. Um uh, that's where his reputation comes from, my friend. <laughs>
0: No, it wasn't like that with the New York Jets, man. I'm telling you right now, his first two years, he was a good quarterback for the New York Jets. It, it's You blame New York Jets for the way Mark Sanchez is now. I really hope him going to Denver, being under John Elway's tutelage, having good weapons, having a good offensive line, I hope you can see what I saw and what Jets fans saw the first two years. Well, excuse me, what Jets fans saw and instantly got old timers about was his first two years as a New York Jets. Agreed. All right. Uh, BJ Ryan. I gotta, uh, I, Shoot.
1: I got to cut you off real quick. And you just said BJ. It's funny. Um, get a little graphic. Today is today is steak and BJ day, fellas. Um, that's the uh, really? male version of Valentine's Day. Yep. Today's steak and BJ day. And the reason why I just said this is Cassie just walked in from the outside of the barbecue and brought me uh, some steaks. So um, later on, fellas. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, today is a national Steak BJ. They had to throw it out there. She brought me the Steak, and I'm just laughing hysterically just thinking about that. But, uh, all right. all I didn't back know back that was to today. A, back to a different BJ, BJ Rodgers. Yeah, back
0: to a different BJ. Uh, BJ Raji of the Green Bay Packers <laughs> is taking hiatus slash retiring from the NFL at 29 years old. Jeff, here's another guy who's leaving the NFL before the age of 31. We just saw Megatron leave. Over the last uh, few years, we saw Patrick Willis retire. We saw lots of people retire now. Um, what do you think is going on? Do you think they're finally starting to get the gist of, hey, I don't want to be like all these people that had the CTE and passed away from it or committed suicide, and I want to get out while I still feel like I'm healthy? Or do you think they're just not, they're just getting disenchanted with the game of football?
1: I'm going to lean a little bit, I think, towards the concussion um, protocol for some of these guys. Um, Megatron is just, to me, almost put like a Barry Sanders, a mysterious, hey, I'm out of here, I'm done. Uh, kind of like he was losing interest in the game. But a guy like Raji, um matter of fact, I heard the other day where Albert Hainsworth came out and said, you know, he's got the symptoms and he's in bad shape and he's got a hard time remembering things. Um, and maybe that's the case where some of these guys are looking to, you know what, this could be me and I don't want it to be me. Um These are guys, like I said, Patrick Willis, Raji, Megatron, that can make bank. There's money out there for these guys. But um, maybe it's more important than money, maybe future health. And, uh, you know, a guy out there, he had the spotlight, Raji, won a Super Bowl at Green Bay. And uh, maybe for his health, it's time for something else.
0: Well, tonight, a report came out, and um, it's, it's about damn time, but... The Vice President for uh, Health and Safety of the, of the NFL, Jeff Miller, was speaking before the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Energy and Commerce Roundtable. And uh, he was asked about the uh, the link from Rep. Uh, Jan Schakowsky. And uh, Miller's answer was very blunt. He said that the answer to that question is certainly yes. So he becomes the first person in the NFL to basically link football and CTE. Now... If he's doing this, and he is the vice president of health and safety, you gotta you got you gotta think that uh, the commissioner is gonna come out and talk about this real real soon. Are we gonna see more players retire? You think?
1: It's quite possible. Quite possible. Where they gotta find a way. Um, I guess at this rate, you're talking about changing the game. You, you can't change the the human growth sprout. These guys are huge. Um, there's only so much you can do with helmets. There's only so much you can do with pads. Uh, these guys are clashing head on. And uh, I, I fear for it because I, like you, love football so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But with every, every season that passes, they try these rule changes and going across the middle and leading with your helmet, you still can't stop like a center to nose tackle exchange. A center snaps that ball and nose tackle is coming right at him. Those guys are clashing head on. There's no rule change or anything you can do to prevent that. And, you know, it's, it's truly a part of the game.
0: Yeah, it really is. I have a feeling uh, you know, one day in the future uh there may not be an NFL anymore. Uh reading some comments from Dr. Ann McKee, who's leading the study on CTE um being linked to um NFL players, and I'll read this and I quote, She said, I unequivocally think there's a link between playing football and CTE. We've seen it in ninety out of ninety-four NFL players whose brains we've examined. We found it wow. in forty five out of fifty five college players and twenty six out of sixty five high school players. No, I don't think this represents how common this disease is in the living population, but the fact that over five years I've been able to accumulate this number of cases in football players, <laughs> it cannot be rare. In fact, I think we're going to be surprised at how common it is. End quote. Wow. The sad thing is is that You can't diagnose this in living humans. It can only be diagnosed after death. So it's really hard to find out if, say, hey, you're a football player who's playing the game right now and you're feeling things. You can go and they can say, oh, you might have a little bit of a concussion. They're not going to tell you you possibly have CTE because they can't diagnose it, which could lead to further things. I mean, we've seen so many players have it and fall really ill. One of recent nature was Junior Seau. Um, old pro linebacker for the, uh, you know, for the San Diego Chargers and then went on to play for the New England Patriots. I mean, who didn't know Junior Seau in the late in the late nineties? He was just everywhere. Um, you looked, and uh, he committed suicide because of CTE. So,
1: yes, yeah.
0: it's 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 crazy being football fans to think that. Who knows? It could be five years, it could be 10, it could be 15, but there possibly may never be a national football league again because of this. And if there isn't, you can't really be pissed off about it because you know these are players, not only just them breaking a leg or whatever, this is not really putting themselves in harm's way as we always knew growing up playing sports. This is really putting themselves in the way of death, if you really think about it. It's It's scary. It's real scary.
1: I remember a uh, article years back. I read in uh, Sports Illustrated. It was a uh, kind of like a preseason uh, preview thing, and they, they spoke to four quarterbacks. and One of the guys was Carson Palmer, and we know how uh, terrific he has been of late, and uh, how his career has resurged. But uh, he expressed a fear of the game, and, and this is going back a few years. He said, "One of these days, in the near future, you're going to watch a guy die on the playing field." He said, "On playing field." That is as scary as it gets. It's
0: it's, it's, it's going to happen. Um, we've spoke about it on this show, but formally, we were Fan Junkies Radio. Um, I spoke about it then with my co-host Mike McShane, and we spoke about that in depth on one of our episodes. That eventually, and this was was not even talking about Carson Palmer's comment because I didn't know about that. I said it and Mike agreed with me, and he also got he got, he got got the chills about it because we were really just talking about it, that we're going to see somebody die on a playing field. And yeah. I feel like it's coming. I mean, we've seen people get really hurt. We've seen people get paralyzed. I've seen Dennis Bird from the New York Jets in the early 90s break his neck and, and end up in a wheelchair. Um, we saw um, from Rutgers Eric LeGrand. Um, paralyzed, he's in a wheelchair and, and just you know all all messed up, and that's it. That's his life now. He's in a wheelchair for playing a game, a game he loved. Um, so it, it's it's scary. It's 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 kind of crazy that with all the broken necks we've seen in football, the you know as worse as it as terrible as it could be, what we've seen so far is just players being paralyzed, which is absolutely horrible. But I think a death is going to really, really, really rock the sport because we've gotten close to it in hockey. We've gotten close to it in football. We've gotten close to it in baseball and even basketball, if you think about it, with some of those broken legs. I mean, that could have really, you know, players could have led to death. It's, it's. It's it's scary to think that it could happen in any sport, but it looks like in football it's getting there, and that it, it's it's just something I hope never happens, and I really never want to witness because I I just I I think that would really put a lot of sports under the microscope, not just football, and that's gonna be bad for the fans. So, oh boy, crazy stuff. Anyway, uh real quick, Thuris Bueller's day off. Let's go to the movies real quick. He turned thirty years old. How old do you feel, man?
1: Uh, I feel like about a hundred years old after hearing that. I mean uh, <laughs> God, I can't believe, can't believe how young I was when that came out. I'm not even gonna say the fact of how old I was when that came out after you just saying it's thirty years. Wow.
0: You were twenty seven. You can tell everybody.
1: <laughs> twenty six. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I was I was fourteen years old. Thirty years we old. Were you really?
0: You're that old? Yeah. Damn you're old. I'm
1: um, 44. I'm older than dirt, and I feel bad for the dirt in front of me here in this patch. I apologize. Yeah, I'm older than dirt.
0: And, and, and an 84-year-old man would slap you right now and say, give me 44, and you take my 84.
1: No, you see that down here in Florida. I'm like the young whippersnapper in uh, some of these places. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're doing this, honey. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, 30 years, man. I mean, if you, if you think about it, it, it really doesn't feel like it's been 30 years, but if you look at Matthew no. Broderick, it looks like it's been thirty years.
1: Solid thirty years, absolutely.
0: It's crazy, man. Ferris Bueller's Day off is thirty years old. Still a phenomenal movie. Still one of those movies you can watch and just and laugh at. You know every line to it. You know every scene, and you still laugh. Great movie. Yeah. Thirty years old.
1: Yeah, it's timeless. That's one that you will. Uh, that one and um, for a lot of people, Goonies and uh, just of so the oh, movies yeah. you you're, you know. You know Twenty, thirty years later, flipping them on, the style is out. The, the actors are way old now, but you still watch them uh, for what they once were, and it's just amazing. It's crazy. Oh yeah,
0: yesterday, and it's funny because I've been dying to see this movie for the last few years. I haven't seen it. It's never on TV. It's so hard to get on DVD. It came on demand, and I just happened to search for it, just out of you know, just out of luck. It was on demand and I freaked out and I watched it and it's still so damn funny today. I'm going to ask you if you've ever seen this and if you haven't, you need to go see this. Do you remember the movie Lover Boy?
1: Oh my God, Patrick Dempsey. Senior Patrick Pizza, Patrick Loverboy, Senior yep. Pizza, before the days of the McDreamy and the nose Job and all that. Yep. And awesome. And I used to love, uh, what was her name? Um, I want to say Nancy Valens. Was it Nancy Ballon? Oh,
0: the one that my played girlfriend.
1: his girlfriend in it? Oh, I loved her. What a great movie. I've seen that movie a thousand times. I, and I watched it. I
0: said it. that to my wife yesterday. Oh, I have, yeah. haven't seen her in God knows how long. And I, Yeah, Nancy Valen. Yeah, that that's exactly her yeah. name. I haven't seen her yeah, in forever. Like a
1: small stint on Baywatch. Very small Baywatch stint briefly near the end of the run of the show. That's yeah, the, I the last time she was she in
0: something yeah. was 2007, so she hasn't been acting. I forgot she was on Baywatch.
1: Damn. Yeah, briefly. Yep.
0: Yeah, I remember she was on an episode of Friends, and she was Miss Kelly on Boy Meets World that time, when, uh, what's her name, uh, what's his friend's name, Sean, was digging it. Um,
1: oh, my God, I almost said Fisher. No, it was... Um,
0: right or Sean? Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter. She was on Saved by the Bell, Fisher, I remember. Hunter.
1: It was Sean, Sean Hunter, wow.
0: Sean Hunter, yeah, she was on a lot. I she was in Sean Porky's Fisher. Revenge, she was in Charles in Charge. I mean, yeah. she, was a, she used to see her in everything. And yeah. all of a sudden, she just disappeared. I wonder what happened to her, cause she was she was quite the stunner, Nancy Valen.
1: I loved her. I loved that movie. God, that movie was so good. And you, like I said, watch it every time it comes on. And every time it is hysterical from the, the father with the misunderstanding thing, that he's gay. And then he almost gets the mother when she goes to get the pizza delivery in the motel. And oh, that's such a great movie.
0: Yeah, it's we, we gotta see if we can get Nancy Valen on with us. That would be a lot of fun. But yeah, that was a, that was a great movie. I saw I saw it yesterday, and uh, man, it, it, it holds up to today just like it did years ago. Hilarious! If you've never seen the movie and you're listening right now, check out Lover Boy with Patrick Dempsey before the yes, mystery, before everything, a young boy he was. You need to check it out. It was a phenomenal movie. Oh, and a um,
1: a young a younger Kirstie Alley. She was hot in that movie too. Oh man. Everybody
0: was man. Uh, uh, oh, man. man I, oh man, I can't remember her name now. The one that oh man that started him off in the beginning of the movie. Uh, boy, that's gonna bother me now. Barbara Carrera.
1: The, um, Barbara, Barbara Carrera? Yeah.
0: Yes. But there was a lot of people in that movie. Kate Jackson played his mother. Uh, she was she was smoking hot back in the day. Carrie yeah, Fisher looked great. pretty good in the movie. She was in the movie.
1: Yeah, um, Vic Tayback, uh, the late Vic yeah, Tabak. I Mel from Mel diner. My life. <laughs> <laughs> great line! It's such a good movie. Nope. Oh, uh, he's uh, a Vic Tayback,
0: <laughs> man, I miss Vic Tayback. He's been gone since 1990,
1: man. Yeah, that's a He was hilarious. He was so good was hell, perfect character. Just great.
0: Yep. Alice, man, that was a great thing. Mel Sharple's, man, he played on Alice.
1: Yep, Mel Sharples and uh, Florence Jean Castleberry. That was a that was a goodie.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I miss Vic Tabak. He was great. But anyway, check out Lover Boy by Patrick Dempsey. It's an absolutely phenomenal movie. Um, such a blast yesterday watching it. Cool stuff. Jeff, let's talk about your trip a little bit to Florida, man. Because I'm stuck up here in the Northeast. Um, it's rainy. It's cloudy. It's cold. You're down there. It's bright. It's sunny. You got a sunburn. Kathy never smacked you in the back. It's nine seventeen. So I'm a little bit. What kind of stuff you drinking down there, man? Because I saw you put up some pictures on Facebook of some stuff you've been dying to try. It looked like.
1: Uh, Well, tomorrow after the uh, we're going out to the ball game tomorrow to see the uh, Phillies and the Rays, and Port Charlotte. Afterwards, there's a uh, bar called the Ice House. We're going to hit that and get some low stuff. Other than that so far, just the, uh, the regulars, you know, some, uh, Molson Canadian and, uh, Miller Lights and stuff like that. A great variety, but, um, as far as down here, man, it's been a blast. And, uh, before I go off, um, I want to give shout outs to the people who made it possible. Um, you know, Captain Stan and, uh, Cassie's, uh, Aunt Susie that, uh, had us here at her house uh, for the hospitality. It's been amazing. Of course, my fiance, Cassie, she's been great. Um, the sun's the next one. We've been boating and, uh, swimming and just going to different, you know, docking, going to different bars and restaurants, and people down here have been really friendly. Everybody's just happy to see you. Uh, I'm roasted, as I told you earlier, I'm sunburned. I look like a human <laughs> lobster, and uh, it's not bothering me. I got a little color in me. I, I'm completely a human lobster. I'm itchy, and uh, I braved it tonight. I'm here. I can't even put my glasses on my face. My nose hurts that much, but uh, hey, man, you got to get the family down here. It's, it's worth it. It's a tremendous time.
0: Just keep drinking, man, because if you keep drinking, you won't feel the, the burn.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, exactly. The pain goes away. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe I didn't realize earlier through uh, six, seven, eight cans of uh, beer <laughs> that it was actually burning severely. And now that I have uh, dried up, the have eaten something, and I'm on the air here with you folks, uh, it's settling in. And it hurts like hell.
0: Yeah. Damn. But is it
1: worth <laughs> it? <laughs> oh, it's, it's worth it. I mean, you know, we're supposed to leave... Uh, thursday morning be back in time um for buff bagwell right here on the stoop cheap plug uh, <laughs> never but, um, a cheap plug yeah. no never a cheap plug she's talking about stretching it out she'd like to live down here and i don't blame her it's it's a great atmosphere i actually rode a bike today she went jogging and i rode a bike i haven't ridden a bike in years but you do it around here and you and a thousand other people around the streets are riding bikes and uh air's fresh and it's it's warm it's definitely warm but you know there's uh Protected against that, and uh, I recommend it. We're in the um, Punta Gorda area; it's just a beautiful town, and um, right on the water. Her, her house is right on the water. It, it's fantastic. It's a little bit of heavy. Very nice,
0: Very nice. awesome, and glad you're having a good time, man. And I'm glad you were able to uh, to call in tonight and uh, still do the show, man. Wouldn't be a show without you, of course. So um, not missing this. We, not at all. We got we got a nice guest coming on with us. Um, we actually have two nice guests coming on with us, and we're really excited about this. Um, March twenty-first, um, next Monday, um, country singer Donica Knight is going to join us to talk about her new yes. EP that's being released. Um, Can't buy a Southern girl. We're going to talk to her about that. Her music career, her her music career is just skyrocketing right now. Um, she's just uh, just 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 amazing. She's an absolute beauty. Her her talent no, is, is amazing. What a voice. Um, She's going to be on here. We're going to hear some of her music. We're going to talk to her. We're going to have some good times with her. And then on March 24th, for our wrestling fans, yes, we're going back again. And we're going to be joined by one half of the Harlem Heat. Stevie Ray is going to stop by the stoop. Oh, we're going to talk that, about his time exciting. in WCW. We're going to talk about his time in Wildcat Wrestling, uh, which is owned by our very good friend, the Southern Stomper and himself, Luke Hawks. um, we're going to talk to him about all I mean, really excited to be joined by Stevie Ray. And then this Thursday coming up, as you said before, we're going to be joined by uh, the, the man himself, Buff Bagwell, stopping by the stoop to talk about his days in WCW, his uh, short stint with WWE, what's going on with him now, which is pretty cool. Just saw a picture last week. He was doing some DDP yoga at the DDP studios with Scott Hall, Razor Ramon himself. So we're going to talk to him about that. And more. It's going to be a good show. So remember, Buff Bagwell this Thursday, March 17th. Uh, Donica Knight, Monday, March 21st. And then Stevie Ray, former WCW wrestler, March 24th. So that's going to be a really, 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 really good one. Um, we got to congratulate and send some props out to our former guest and our good friend, Madeline Victoria, who was just with us a couple of weeks ago, for being number one in topping the national AM-FM chart with her debut single, he only loves me on the dance floor, and the even bigger news about that is she's ahead of top five releases by major label artists Brett Eldridge, Rascal Flatts, Florida Georgia, Georgia Line, and the Zach Brown Band. The single is also number four on the New Music Weekly internet country chart. So we said it, man. You're gonna hear more and more about Madeline Victoria. Her voice is just phenomenal. She's such a kick-ass girl. We we love her absolutely so much here on the Stoop and we can't have next time we have her here, you're gonna see, man, she's gonna be uh she's gonna to be torn and opening up either for the big axe or the big axe is gonna be opening up for her, man. It's uh it's a real amazing accomplishment, uh, for Madeline Victoria. We wanna thank her manager, Michael Stover, for the press release today, sent it out, um, was able to see it. How awesome is that, man, from Madeline?
1: That's fantastic. She's a great girl. Such a good time, and uh, she's got the talent. She's got a look. She's adorable. She's got the personality. She called us y'all, and I love that y'all thing, but yeah, it's good for <laughs> you. To see people, you, like, you like to see people like that get ahead and succeed, and um, I'm happy for her. I was so happy when I saw that press release come out, and uh, I'm amped. I'm amped for her to, to make it big. She deserves it.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely, it's going to be some uh, good stuff from Madeline Victoria, man. Michael Stover, who uh, you know we're becoming good friends with here on the Stoop uh, from MPS yes. Management. He's got he's got a great lineup of clients. Uh, these just up and comers who are skyrocketing on the charts, skyrocketing right into people's hearts with their music. Um, you know, Donica mm-hmm. Knight is one of them. Mm-hmm. Madeline Victoria and uh, Xander Demos, who was with us last week, he was really kick ass. Yes. Um, his career is really just booming right now and phenomenal guitar player. So we want to thank uh Xander Demos Sam Victoria, and uh Donica Knight, who's gonna be joining us next Monday for uh being a part of the Stoop family here. Because seriously our guests, you know, we like to think of them as family. We uh you know some of them we get really close to, others, you know, we, we, we have a good relationship with who uh they come on and join us every once in a while. You know, Chucky Brown's one of them. Former uh NHL referee Carrie Frazier is one of them. Um actor D B Sweeney is another one. So you know we got some uh, uh just a good group of people that we've had here on the stoop um you know and uh we can't wait to have them all back uh again jeff you know good people um Perfect people. So yeah
1: um... Just Go ahead, good I'm stuff. no i'm just saying just yeah. good
0: stuff man it's just uh you know when, when you think back about it and all the people we've had in the past uh we've had some great names on here man and it's only getting better because we're reaching out to more and more people every day jeff knows who we're talking about and uh you know, oh,
1: yeah.
0: it's going to be some good stuff, man, real, real soon. Uh, I mean, it's great stuff already, you know, so it's only getting bigger and bigger and better, though. Um, before we get off the air here, Jeff, you want to uh, talk a little bit about the Beat the Shark NCAA
1: twenty real quick again? Yeah, i lay it out there again for the listeners and the people that aren't listening. I'm going to smear this all over Facebook. Uh, it is a chance, once again, Beat the Shark is NCAA tourney style. Give us uh, your final four picks. Who you think makes it to the final four? The uh, overall points in the final game is a tiebreaker. Send it to us uh, on Facebook, uh, at the Stoop, or Twitter. Um, winner gets a Stoop t-shirt, $25 uh, gift card. So it's uh, and it's a chance to beat me. Make me look bad. I'm sitting here, Mr. Sports Guy. I like to run my mouth and act like I know it all. This is your chance to beat the shark. And uh, join us. I mean, we've got a couple days. Games kick off Thursday we even take the entries up till, uh the tip-off noon Thursday at the uh, I already had a couple come in, so we've got a few people on board. Beat them, beat me, shut me up. That, that's worth it right there, just shutting my big mouth.
0: I think we have to get the lady who beat you in our nfl style pick pick-em-beat-the-shark, Angel Chiller. I think we need to get her final four picks and put her up Agreed. against you again. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. I'm down That'd for it. Be- I love it. That would be some fun stuff. So, yeah. So, go over to our Facebook page, uh, com slash Stoop Radio, and like it and send us your final four picks and the total points of the championship game there. And you can also do it on Twitter, at the Stoop Radio 1. Follow us. And uh, you can even tweet us right there so we can uh, keep track of it. We'll retweet it out for uh, all of our listeners. And, uh, yeah, you uh, have a chance to win a $25 gift card and a T-shirt. Who doesn't want to do that, man? And-
1: Exactly, and like I said, we're going to have you call in here and rip me ruthlessly on one of the uh, upcoming episodes of the Stoop. You can let me have it. You can call me anything you want, right here. Very. Nice. I think Jonathan and and win just to let me have it.
0: <laughs> Who me?
1: Nah. Oh yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah,
0: nah, 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 not me. I'm Come not on, a big, get not a big college guy, and that's coming from a you know a former member of the sports media team. Um, yeah. Not, not a big college basketball guy. Years ago, I didn't mind watching it. I just I don't know. Can't really watch it now. So, but to everybody who watches it, God bless you all.
1: <laughs> I'm so. gonna be smearing it. I want to see. I want to see some people join up on the thing and uh, see if they got what it takes. It's exciting. Absolutely. Any contest is exciting. Any, anything you put your face on, exciting.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So once again, before we get off the uh, air, um, this. Thursday, the 17th, we're going to be joined by wrestling star, Buff Bagwell. He's Buff, ladies, and he's all the stuff. And then on Monday, country singer Donica Knight. And then next Thursday, former WCW wrestler, one half of Harlem Heat, he is Stevie Ray. Going to join us right here on a stoop. We're really looking forward to it. Follow us on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. We love to hear from all of our listeners So for Jeff the Shark Perini who's swimming in the waters of Florida, I'm Jonathan Ragus, and we'll see you all Thursday.
1: Have a good night.